In a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here to bring you the top 10. Take it away, boys. Yo, welcome everybody to another live, well, not live, another episode of the Top 10 Show. I am John Roca. Uh, I am Matt. I can't get my hair to something that doesn't look weird to me, Nost. It's the one downside of the video. I get to see this and I'm like, wow, there's, it's just doing what it's doing today. Uh, Matt is on a mic for the first time uh, on the show. He's using a mic that we haven't used. You haven't used the mic since uh, since we started doing these COVID situations. So are you comfortable with this thing now? Yeah, it's a microphone, John. It's, All it's right, I just like... want to make sure. <laughs> it's okay. I felt this is one of the most natural positions in my life. Yes, so holding a microphone is easy peasy. I don't even think about it. Have uh, you ever done a show? Sta- uh, sta- you ever done a stand up, uh, quote unquote, sitting down? You ever done a stand up just sitting down on a stool, sitting down sure. on a chair? Sure. Wow. Okay. All right. Wait, sit. Really? That's somehow surprising. It's, well, it's sitting I, right I, there. Some people like to walk around the stage and stalk the stage. Yeah, but you're talking about one instance. Have you ever done this one? Yeah, of of course. Okay, okay. Is it my regular go-to habit? No. There we go. Have you ever done it upside down? Uh, Apparently, I I need to ask you more more, uh, uh, adventurous questions. Well, upside down? I can't even fathom if if anybody's even attempted that. Why would you? I don't know. I'm trying to ask questions. (laughs) I know one guy. His name's James uh, Acaster. He did... Part of his special from his knees. He was on his oh, knees. Wow. He just opened the show like that for I like the first do. 10 or 15. Couldn't do it on my knees. No, thanks. Uh, no, nah, nah, he's a younger man. So <laughs> a limber he, man. Uh, just my knees can't take that crap anymore. The shit's exploding now more than ever, though. It's back to having like a stand up comedy boom. Uh, we were trolling around Amazon Prime. There's like 2,500 one hour specials for these yeah, comics and never even heard of them. That's that's the problem, though. Right? It it is the problem. There's a glut. Not everybody needs a special. Trust me. I have I have watched some truly terrible ones on there. Specifically, I'm looking yeah. out, like searching for, in essence, asking myself why why did you put this on air? This makes yeah. no sense. Other right. than just to say I have a special on Amazon, uh, but anybody can upload it to Amazon by and large. Is that what it is? Is like someone they hire people to shoot their stand up special and then. They give it to Amazon Prime and say, we'd like to put this up there, and then they upload it. Uh, yeah, and I don't wow. – I mean, there are some out there that don't make a penny on it. They're just doing it for the exposure, and Amazon takes the free content, I believe. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. So the barrier for entry is so fucking low, and you can see it. There's – you know, yeah. it's utterly meaningless when somebody's like, oh, I got a special on blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> it means it means nothing. It means nothing to you all, to you stand-ups, because you all know no, the deal. I mean, look – there are times like um, some guys put them out on YouTube, like Ellis did. Yeah. There have been other, yeah. you know, examples of that, and it's just that that makes more sense to me because it's just a free platform. Hey, check it out, and right. I know you're going to like it, type of thing. And you can garner if you turn on the ad revenue for that, you can make 
a decent amount of ch- you know chunk of change. There are some guys that have three, four, or five million views of, for ha- from having done that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and if it's got that many, then it'll continue to get stuff over time too. So right. hey, I, I don't know. That's more viable than just giving it away and anybody can do it type of thing. Did you ever have an interest in it? Like, did you ever like want to do it, or was it not really kind of the thing you needed to do? Sure. Who doesn't think about? Well, I don't know. Special? There's unusual people in the world. I don't know. Some people like something. Some things <laughs> don't. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> that's a blanket statement for everything. I'm just, that's just why I'm asking. I don't. You know, are you one of those people who would necessarily? Because I may not know. Ellis was driven to do one. You know, seeing Eliza do so many of them. You could, he would have occasionally comment about how he's just waiting around for his chance, you know, and uh, then it happened. So is this well, something, did you ever have a, like a, he, an impetus or a drive to go get one? He stopped waiting around and he did it himself. Right. Exactly. Good point. Good point. So Good there's point. the difference. That's yeah. why you talk to most guys and they're like, just shoot it yourself and then sell it because then you own the rights to it. And if it's good, you can negotiate a better deal in the long term and then there are future rights, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So that's always been the case of if you can afford it, pay for it, do it right, do it yourself. Yeah. Uh, interesting. I've participated in several. Ah, okay. And then by A, being there, but B, uh, like I was there at Ellis's, I've been at really? several of right. my friends uh, shooting theirs. But B, like some guys shoot little intros and whatnot, and I've helped to do those. Wow. Where it's a full shoot and there's, you know, right. they've got craft services and they've got director and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Hmm. Paid extras. Uh, I've gone, I've done that route too. So what uh, you're essentially, too much. what you're essentially doing is you're paying for a film crew. Then you're renting a space and you're yep. hoping people show up and buy the tickets for that space. You're probably not making a dime or you're breaking even, depending on yeah. how you're paying the production crew. Depends. Yeah. Because certain places, guys, they're taking the entire door. They know they have the fan base. So it doesn't matter. The night pays right. for itself. Right. Uh, and you get, you know, you get a special out of it. Interesting. So, okay. yeah. And uh, there's a million ways to do it. Right. 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 Uh, but you haven't felt necessarily the impetus to do it. It's not been your thing. Uh, I mean, there like, was a, a time then, yeah, but I don't perform as much anymore as I used yeah. to. I mean, it used to be seven nights a week as many right. times as I could get up every night of the week. And now I'm just like, you know what? I'd rather be home. Plus, in the midst of all this, there is no going anywhere and doing it. Those, those virtual shows to me, I can't imagine how that is yeah. you know, conducive or constructive for the person performing. Yeah, I was watching uh, uh, Erica Rhodes. Uh, sure. She she was doing the one in New York, the virtual one in New York, and I was like, "This is uh, how do you do that? Like how? Like you don't? No one's laughing, literally in front of you, except for may, maybe the the door or whoever's working the place. I, mean, I don't know. The Those only thing in- I think you could genuinely do is a your whatever material you already have. You know where the punchline is, so you know yeah. where to land. But B, you know, it just I I don't know because the constructive nature of the back and forth, you can tell when certain things resonate at 100 percent with an audience versus 75, 80 and whatnot. So you right. try and, you know, winnow those down. Uh, there's nothing worse, though, when you write like your favorite punchline in it and it does the worst of the entire joke. Like because I'll write a joke and then I just try and keep writing and then you figure out, OK, what what resonates. But when I wrote a, a joke, I'm literally trying to tag it with as much stuff as I possibly can. Yeah. And just seeing, you know, you're throwing shit against the wall to see what sticks. Right. Right. Uh, but yeah, there's been a few times where we're like, really? Like stopping the joke when it's new in the middle and being like, really? 
Nothing on that. That's my favorite one. I actually laughed to myself. I've, I've, I remember specifically the joke I'm thinking of where I stopped. The audience liked it because they were on my side. But right. like, when I'm going into it, I was like, let's try some new jokes. And if they suck, then you're the only people that will ever see them. Right. Uh, and then you just start, you know, doing it. But you, I always build up to, you know, give them, show them basically that I can fly this bird. Yeah. And then like, all right, you know. Let's see if we can, how we do through turbulence, guys, <laughs> and then go that route. But yeah, I've stopped choking. Be like, man, that was my favorite. Not even close. The rest of this is all shit to me. That was <laughs> the gym, and you guys don't like it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, I, thought, I thought I'd ask a little question about your, you know, if you're interested. Just because we we've been watching a lot sure. of them to kind of pass the time. Um, I tried watching Russell Peters. Eh, that, that, that one doesn't work for me. Yeah, I tried. He doesn't really do anything for me. Yeah, I tried. He's um, a super nice guy. Yeah, that's like, what I hear. Incredibly nice guy. Everybody uh, says that. Um, yeah. Somebody mentioned Tom Segura. I haven't tried him. Sure. Yeah. You try. You know, it just depends on what style of comedy that you like. Yeah. Um, I like uh, self-deprecating comedy about your life. Uh, so yeah. I find that more interesting to me. We watched a couple of Australian ladies. I can't remember their names, but really funny. Both of them. Okay. Uh, and I was surprised. And there was a couple of the Australian ones. We started like five, 10 minutes in. We're like, nah, it's ain't for us. Yeah. Yeah. But it happens. The, yeah. You just kind of figure it out as you, as you test and, and, and what have you, but there's so many like, fuck, we went on Netflix and I was like, there's like 700 of these things on here. I had no idea. And Netflix is tougher to get on. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of those things on there. Yeah. Oh, but no. Amazon, Amazon has the most, I don't know how many, we didn't look for the Hulu, but. Amazon has has so many. You could yeah. literally, you could be endless. You could just keep checking for the rest of your life. There's so many, and, and yeah. from various times, you know. So yeah, yeah, oh, all over the years. Uh, <laughs> it's, I mean, it is utterly impressive. I could send you some where you're like, why, why, why was this <laughs> shot? And then you watch it. Like, there's one in particular that I'm thinking of. The guy's got all the energy in the world, and yes, technically those jokes are are. I understand why a crowd is laughing, but you know damned well that those are well-tried issues. And you just put out an hour of, boy, I've heard 57 versions of that fucking joke. <laughs> he, he's doing them very well, but it's, yeah. you have to know. There's no way that you can build up that hour because that does take time. Right. The whole time and not realize, oh, hey, you know personally three comics that do this type of joke and two that do this type of joke. And then you're, you're doing the same thing. Uh, yeah, that's that's where it to me. Did you but watch so many though? Did, did you, you watch find... his most recent oh, yeah. one? Day no, I haven't seen that one yet. Oh, I, okay, uh, okay. Um, I haven't been really in a phase of wanting to to watch any as of late. Gotcha. But his last one was flat uh, out excellent. I think we talked about it on the show. We have, we have, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, day forty six. I've watched that one a couple times now. It's just like it's such a quick watch because it's only like twenty five minutes. But uh, just what they what he goes into. But anyway, yeah, when you watch it, maybe we'll have a conversation about it. Um, sure. All right. Um, anything else going on in your world, man? Uh, should we just jump into the jump into the show? Uh, no. Well, I mean, uh, what, what about you? What about your world? What's going on with John? Or is, it, <laughs> is that Outlaw Nation? You do that three days a week, right? <sighs> five days a week, man. Oh, Every day. Five days a week. Every day there's a show. Yeah, for sure, man. It's a lot. I'm uh, and I'm enjoying yeah. it. I'm enjoying it. That's the sure. views. Was that? I said, sure. Yeah, yeah. The views are starting to go up. The likes are going up. Uh, people are joining the Patreon, you know, more and more. And, uh, you know, I'm doing more shows for them, for the Patreon shows as well. Well, shows, but I'm putting them out on my main channel. 
but uh, only Patreons can participate in the show. So it's kind of encouraged. So it's it's a lot of work, and I'm always doing stuff, and plus our podcasts and cinephiles and then, uh, you know, other stuff that I do just kind of balance the day. So, yeah, there's a lot going on trying to put it all together, and uh, there's a potential opportunities popped up, and who knows? We'll see what happens with it. But uh, overall, just keep uh, keep my head down and plugging away, and then we're as we're recording this, we're about to go to Big Bear, so maybe we'll talk about that on the next show, that experience ah. of being up there, because uh, I think I've only been up there once. And we're I've going up there. You never been? Nope. Oh wow! Yeah, um, we're going up for a few days. We got a cabin all to ourselves, and we, uh, I think we might just unplug. Like uh, you know, and I, I'm not one of those people that does unplug, but all the stuff I've been doing, man, plus everything since January, just barreling through the last six months, sure. uh, might not be bad to take like five days, just kind of like you know, rarely look at the phone, hang out with my girlfriend, take walks, watch TV, lay around, do nothing, just nothing, sure, you know. Uh, yeah, I think uh, we're going to try and do the same thing in a yep. couple of weeks. Oh, right on. Um, just to get the fuck out of Dodge, go up yeah. in the middle of remote somewhere and uh, just get away from people and everything for a few yeah. days. Yeah, just for a few days. Yeah, yeah just for a few days. But hopefully, yeah. uh, I'm sure Big Bear is beautiful this time of year. So Yeah, I've heard it's really nice. So we're looking forward to it. And her sister and her boyfriend are going to meet us up there on Friday. We'll, we're going up on Wednesday to kind of have a little bit of time to ourselves. And they'll be going up on Friday. And then uh, we'll just hang out together. The rest of we're going to drive back on Sunday. So not for too long, but just long enough to get a little bit away from the, uh, the city for a few days or a couple of days. So for sure. I'm happy about that. It's a three-hour drive. It ain't no easy drive up there. So, Oh, dude, that's nothing. Three yeah. hours is nothing in the car. Uh, all right. Look at you. Look at you bragging. Three hours is nothing. Three, three hours is literally I've done nothing. 24, 62. I, I technically have. I've done over a day's driving before. Wow. In, in, one, uh-huh. in one spell, like in one. Yeah, me and stop uh, off anywhere and go to sleep. Uh, I think we might have slept in the car. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah, that one's that's happened. Wow. Wow. No. I think the farthest I've ever drove was 15 hours. That's the farthest I ever drove one time. I mean, I I drove here from uh, Illinois when I first moved oh, out here. Right on. So took how, a couple of days. I was gonna say, yeah, how about two days? Two days? Wow. It's like two and a half right. days, something like right. that. Uh, I stayed over two different places. And nice, nice. Got here on the whatever the last day. Uh, easy peasy, but yeah, enjoy your three hour drive in Thank Big you. Bear, and it should be beautiful. And Thank uh, you. Boy, my hair is really weird today. You anyway, are, you are. To... Why don't you put a hat on? Put a hat on. <laughs> Let's do this weird wave in the front, but the it problem is. is it's so matted down with a bunch of junk. Hair gel? Right off. No, well, yeah, old hair gel, sleep. Yeah. Uh, we, we've we got some... Uh, some. <laughs> if you're going to do this the whole show, put the damn hat on. You're going crazy. Yeah. You're going to drive yourself crazy. Yeah, it's all right. It's done. All right. Oh, well. All right. We're also getting COVID tested tomorrow, for real. Um, oh, she has, yeah, she hasn't been feeling well the last four days. She looked up the symptoms. Uh, she doesn't have a fever, but she looked up the symptoms and they pretty much correlate to what she's feeling. So we set up a time to go get tested tomorrow just in case. Uh, and of course, you don't get test results for like a couple days, but we just want to find out. So we're going to um, take the test yeah. and then head on up. We'll do all the social distancing and put on our masks and everything, but you just want to find out what's happening. So we'll see. Yeah, for sure. Because everyone's fucking getting in California. So I want to make sure if we've got it, we should deal with it and get past it. Um, I don't want to end up on a defibrillator or whatever that is, whatever they call those things. A ventilator. A ventilator. Yeah. yeah sorry. Uh, not a defibrillator. 
Well, I mean, you could end up ultimately needing a defibrillator. I well. hope not. Fuck, so, I hope not. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, uh, today's uh, uh, top 10 uh, list is uh, top 10 overrated best picture movies. And this is uh, brought to you by one of our Boss Hog patrons. You know, uh, you know, with movies not coming out, uh, you know, we uh, are kind of more open to uh, taking topic suggestions from our Boss Hog people. Uh, and sure. so we thought we'd do another one uh, a little more uh, uh, rec- uh, quickly than we normally do. So um, what, what's this one we got here, uh, Matt? Who's it from? Uh, it's from Sam Fernando, so Giant Fernando. Oh, nice. Uh, Giant. He goes by Sam, which I didn't know until he sent this email. So, Sam. Thank you, Sam. Uh, thank you for sending it. Yeah, I mean, it was it was one of those we were texting, hey, what do you want to do next week? You know what? We already have a list of category ideas over here. Why don't we yeah. just take advantage of the fact that we have that? And, uh, you know, give them back more to the Boss Hog people. It's a win-win yeah. for all involved. So we were happy to do it. We're doing most overrated Oscar, you know, best picture winners, overrated yeah. movies. Yeah. Uh, and I'll be damned if this wasn't. So how did you look at it? Is the movie singularly overrated or overrated in conjunction with what came out that year? Yeah, this was a difficult one for me because I was like, is it overrated because I don't like it or I like another movie more? Or is it overrated because, um, you know, I, I I think it's not that good of a film and shouldn't have won best picture. So. For me, I went with uh, films that have lost their luster over the years, so they've become yeah. overrated. Uh, and some overrated ones overall, but some other ones that have lost their luster over the years, and now I have no inclination. And now when I watch them, they're overrated. Like, they got a lot of publicity, a lot of press when they came out, sure. but now they're kind of overrated. And I went from, you know, most overrated to, like, uh, you know, all kind of overrated. Uh, so that's the kind of uh, process I went through. Uh, uh, in determining my list. Um, yeah, I mean, I have legitimately four to five movies kind of fighting out for that 10th spot. Wow. Four to five? You think it's four to five ones that you think are overrated, that you've seen? At that 10th spot, you know what I mean? Where, yeah, once yeah. You look at Once you look at the year, you're like, you can't tell me with a straight face all these years later that you still believe that this movie is better than this one. Oh, I see. So you went with the better then. Okay. Right. Well, no, for that lower, for I, I don't know, it's like a fluid dynamic. By yeah. and large, I went oh. for what I felt at the time and what I still feel. Right. Is it, it's opinion. So, you know. Yeah. Uh, so one person could absolutely love it, and they think it's a no-brainer for that year. And right. obviously, I could come in and be like, really? Because it did zilch for me. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it's, it's a fluid dynamic between those. And then, yeah, it's, a, you know, trying to trying to figure out some sort of idea as to fluidly define this yeah 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 no uh, i get it i get it um, yeah so okay well are you ready to start yeah yeah um yeah go ahead uh do you want to tell me the show starts matt uh yeah once we set a topic or sam fernando did in this case we go our individual ways great personal top 10 list show back up here i do my bottom three he does his bottom three i do my next two he does his next two then we trade one apiece. once we have revealed our personal top 10 list we create the shows between the two of us boom all right. And all right. So I still have, I wrote down two for 10. Okay. And it comes down to one that I've always felt was like, hey, really this one versus yeah. the, the other one is, this is a clear no brainer to me. Okay. So I think I'm going to go with, I probably catch some shit for this, but dances with wolves. Uh, that's a punt. Okay. Wow. All right. Yep. 
yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, All right. So nine is uh, driving Miss Daisy. Uh, also a punt. Wow. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. Okay. Uh, eight for me is Green Book. Also a punt. How the hell? Interesting. This is going to be a fun conversation. All right. Uh, number- if I'm going to say punt three straight times. Here, what's your number 10? <laughs> pa, 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 number pa, pa, 10 pa. is a platoon. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. Didn't make my list. Okay. Yeah. I think this movie is so overrated now in retrospect. And, uh, you know, it was so uh, revolutionary about the Vietnam war told from a guy who served in the Vietnam war and everything like that. But you watch this movie now, it doesn't hold up as strongly as it did before. And it's a bit overrated now when you look at it and, uh, Charlie Sheen, we've seen what went on with Charlie Sheen, Tom Berenger, sure. uh, Willem Dafoe. Uh, you know, you still have that like, you're really touching scene when that happens, but Overall, the film feels like um, now has lost any of its power. As you've seen more graphic, more brutal, more honest, more grittier uh, 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 explorations of war and what happens Mm -hmm. to young men in war since this film, it has kind of lost its luster for me. And I think it's a bit overrated. When people talk about Platoon, I don't have anywhere near the same uh, feeling about the movie as I did when I first watched it. And it's different like Apocalypse Now. That's way earlier than Platoon. Uh, and yet that movie still, like when people say Apocalypse Now, I just go, oh, man. You know, because it puts yeah. me right in the mindset of the war movie. With as Platoon, I go, oh, yeah, that was fun. That was cool. Uh, and I think a lot of Stone's movies don't hold up as strongly as they used to in the past. Um, because he just was a, a filmmaker for that time. But I think as we get further and further away from it, there's only a couple or three of them that people still kind of put their finger on and respect. Yeah. And I don't know if Platoon is one of them anymore. It's it's for you, JFK. I know some people just flat out love this movie. I do love JFK. Um, I'm still a Natural Born Killers fan. Yeah, a lot of people like Natural Born Killers. But then after that, it's like, I, I like W. Yeah, W is good. Um, I think that's the last one he was good with. Last one he directed that was I, good. I think so, because he did a lot of documentaries yes. in the resulting decade. Yeah. Just W, but... Uh, yeah, it's Oliver Stone is hit and miss. What born on the fourth of July? Yeah, I never want to see that one. Don't yeah. care for. Yeah, I never want to see that again. I've seen it yeah. twice, maybe three times, and I never want to see it again. Yep, agreed. Uh, and that's a hell of a reaction for a movie. Yeah, right. When you're just like, especially a movie that's supposed to be as poignant as that yeah. movie was, you're just like, yeah, I'm, I don't want to go through that again. I'm good. Like, yeah. it's not it kind of go through it because you're because it's emotional. It's tough to go through like one flow of the cuckoo's nest. This is more a matter of like, it's just like, eh, it's okay. You know. It's well, I think I said this before on the show, but basically it's tearing the scab off of Vietnam War for society at that point, yeah. like seeing the yeah. collateral damage of it. But we didn't live through it. And I've yeah. seen enough Vietnam movies at this point. By the time it, I watched it, I was like, I'm, I'm good. I yeah. don't need to go through this like, you know, catharsis. It just yeah. doesn't need to happen for me. It's true. Uh, um, OK, so okay. My number, let me ask no, you this. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Sure. So that's. Uh, in that year, what would you take in its place? Oh, uh, I haven't I've even got, looked. I've got it in front of me. Okay, tell uh, me. Children of a Lesser God. Okay. Hannah and her sisters. Okay. The Mission. Oof. And A Room with a View. Okay, so it's between The Mission and Children of a Lesser God, in my opinion. Okay. I think you have to go with The Mission. It's just a more cinematic film with a fantastic score from Ennio Morricone. Great performance from Robert De Niro. Sure. And Jeremy Irons. But coming in second is Children of a Lesser God. I love that movie. And I will always love that movie. There's something about that 
unique romance uh, in that movie uh, that is portrayed in a way that isn't when Harry met Sally. It isn't yeah. some kind of feel good romance movie. It's a tough romance movie because she's deaf and she's fighting back against uh, what she's experienced in her life. She's on this journey. He stays the same until the end, but she's on this journey to kind of mm. embrace her life, embrace her power, embrace her self-worth. And he's more about like trying to control her and put her in this box even though he claims to care about her, she he can't handle the fact that she's on this journey. Like he can't be patient with it. So the whole movie is that, you know. And I and I, I really enjoy the film. It's not your standard romance movie in any way. It's like a punch drunk love for the eighties, basically. Okay. Uh, but but uh, yeah, the mission is so good. It's still yeah. I like the mission. Movie, right. That's it's my so that's good. my choice for that year. It's like all right, I, I would I would get rid of Platoon for the mission. Yeah. Uh, what do you got at nine? Uh, nine is Titanic. Okay, didn't make my list. Okay. All right. Uh, look, cinematically, this is a fantastic film, right? And when I saw yeah. I saw it like seven or eight times in the theaters because I just marveled at what James could do with the camera and with uh, just bl- building it nine-tenths the size of the actual Titanic building a ship that's nine-tenths the size so you could shoot on it and do everything like that. You got to admire the balls and the guts to spend yeah. that much money on a film uh, yeah. at, w- with the possibility that you could absolutely, for lack of a better term, no pun intended, sink. You could really sink like Waterworld sank. And he made a billion dollars off this damn movie. Incredible. But when you watch it now, it really feels dated. The dialogue is is as terrible as you remember, if not worse. And the Mm -hmm. storylines don't carry the weight that they used to. The whole idea of running. Plus, now that we've embraced this idea of white privilege, when you're watching this movie, it really comes through now when you're watching it. Like, you know, just kind of in that place. And so it doesn't carry the weight that it used to. It's still cinematically phenomenal. I mean, cinematography-wise and shotting with technical aspects of it all, incredible. But overall, the film has no emotional power anymore like it used to. Uh, and the and the old lady gets annoying sometimes, to be honest with you now, in retrospect. Well, so, Paxson is kind of annoying to me. But Oh, true. Fair. Paxson I, does get annoying, too. Uh, yeah, it didn't even register for me for the one phrase that you said in there. If you watch it now, be like, I never watch. I don't have really an opinion of it other than I've seen it and I get it. Yeah. I get it. It's fine. Right. Uh, right. I can tell you what your choice would have been that year. Yeah, please is, tell me. L.A. Confidential. Uh, that's a great choice. What else was there in the list? What else was there on the list? The um, Good Will not, Hunting. Okay. No. As good as it gets. Enough. No. And The Full Monty. Yeah. Then, yeah, the choice is L.A. Correct. Confidential. Yeah, L.A. Confidential is the right answer here. All right. I what mean, do you got next? Yeah. I mean, it's a fascinating. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, L.A. is good. Uh, number eight is uh, American Beauty. Oh, dude, that's a, that's a fucking punt. Yeah. <laughs> A hard F on that, just so you know, as hard as it gets. All right. Eight. Your... Eight. Utterly ridiculous. I don't know how driving his daisies down that fall, that low for you. So, all right, here we go. Your... I don't get, it, it came down to, I don't care about that movie as much. And then what was up against that year, I think, are yeah. some good movies, but they're not like Pantheon level. So it, okay. it's not as egregious. Oh, I see. That factored into your number. A little you know? bit, yeah. Okay. Just like, ah, well, the replacements to me are just, you know, I like them more, but it's not like it's 10 to 1 type of right. thing. Right. I can respect that. All right, what's your seven? Uh, the Greatest Show on Earth. Oh, wow. You've seen that one? Dude, it's so boring. Oh. It's so – I saw it as a kid, and it's one in, in an era where you – Already black and white, but still, I had seen some black and whites that I liked. Yeah, uh, that that had been shown that were fun, and this one's about a circus, so it should be a lot of fun. And I remember just like hating a movie, just yeah. so viscerally. Uh, yeah, it's it's absolutely 
It's way too long. That's yeah. all I remember. It yeah. felt like it lasted four hours. And then I looked it up. I think it's like 230, 240. Yep. Yep. It is not, it's not a, yeah. a, a short movie in any way, shape, or form, man. Uh, and then it, it rates as seven because High Noon came out that same year. Oh, yeah. It's just like, and that was up for consideration. Be like, well, come on, guys. High Noon is yeah. an infinitely superior movie. Yeah. I don't disagree with you. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So I just remember that as a kid watching it and just being like, man, fuck that movie. But I've never <laughs> seen it since. <laughs> and, man, fuck that movie. Yeah. I didn't know those words as a kid, but that but- is. Had I known those words, that's exactly how it was expressed my frustration for having to. It felt like punishment, like I'm getting medicine. Yeah. It's like, I don't like this at all. I, I Yeah, I, I remember watching it once way back when, you know, because, you you know, when you get into movies, you want to watch the ones that won Best Pictures, kind of see what the, the feeling of the film critic world was for that year. Mm-hmm. And I watched Greatest Show on Earth, and I'm like, what is this? What are you for? Why is this even nominated? This is just... Yeah. This is just a spectacle film with no real emotion between any of these characters. Yeah, I think it gets nominated because it's Cecil B. DeMille and, you know, it's Charlton Heston and it's, you know, it's got a cast and it's got the pedigree. What is Charlton Heston doing in a fucking circus movie? (laughs) What is Charlton Heston doing playing Moses? That's fair. I'm just saying, you know. They, I, I I don't know the, the description of other characters in the Bible exist, but I'm pretty sure we got a good handle on what Moses more than likely looked like. He looked like Charlton Heston, that's for sure. Probably not. Probably not. But my Ten Commandments. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, I've I, I only seen it once, so I'm totally you know see the point to you, man. I mean, I, I would never have put myself through it again. Once was more than no. enough. Yeah. No, it's it's the reason why there's. I imagine your number one is going to be a specific one. Yeah. But I, I've never seen the crap movie. Oh, okay. Fair so enough. So I couldn't make my list. I was like, well, I know it's going to be on his. So that's fine. We're going to talk about it. I've never <laughs> seen know. it because everybody was like, it's so egregious, a sin. Yeah. So well, why waste my time? <laughs> You're not going to put yourself through it. Yeah. Uh, well, it makes sense. What's your six? Uh, my six is, uh, this is not going to be on your list more than likely, okay. which is The English Patient. Yeah, it's not on my list. How dare you? It's just How? so boring. You're so insane. You're it's insane. so boring. Oh, you're insane. Dude, when, when Fargo comes out that year, Fargo is the clear winner. It's not even close to me. That's why it's six. Fargo's far and away. English patient is just this. This is interminable. <laughs> it is. That's Honestly, I'm so glad it's set You know, at certain times within the desert because that's emotionally what I feel for this movie. Is completely vacant. If if love, caring, understanding, connection oh. is humidity, gone. It's all gone, just like the <laughs> desert, you know. Uh, I love this movie. It's one of my favorites. You know that. Uh, I know the romance know. is tragic. It's perfect. Um, uh, I think Ray Fiennes is never more. I'm going to say this correctly without getting my ass made fun of here. But I, 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 well, I guess I'll just straight up say it. Ray Fiennes is absolutely gorgeous in this film, and I don't really For sure. Know. I don't really feel that way about dudes, right? But like, he is, and there's nothing wrong with that. This is my own thing. But like, yeah. he he like, he's just absolutely gorgeous in that movie, and so is she, Kristen Scott Thomas. That's the hottest she's ever been in any film, and so their okay. chemistry, their sexual chemistry, is so combustible and so electric throughout the movie that that's what keeps me going. And then of course you have, uh, uh, um, oh my gosh, what's wrong with my brain? 
what's her for Julia Binoche? You have Julia Binoche doing sure. what she's doing, trying to keep him alive, and then uh, Willem Dafoe. And it's a tragic situation for her too, having lost her friend at the beginning of that movie. And what happens, and then her having to take care of this guy, and then realizing what this guy actually did, and all of that, and then what she has to go through at the end. And then of course you got a homie from Lost. He's in there as well. So. I like the movie. It does take its time. It's certainly a slow movie. Um, I kind of like desert movies anyway, so it's just that kind of thing for me. I, I, I it, it, it checked all the buttons. But I do know a lot of people. I mean, Seinfeld did a whole episode about how boring English patients yeah, are. Yeah, Elaine. Like they used Elaine as the yeah. the focus of that. I was in agreement having seen it at the time. I was like, yes, it's utterly boring. This is so dull. Why? Like, I, I agree. Ray Fiennes. It's it's one of those when you see it and be like, I get that, I understand that. Yeah. That's a that is a just that's charm. That is pure. He is exuding every Cary Grant type of oh yeah, you know swagger. He's got yeah. it in this movie, just like George Clooney can do sometimes. Like George Clooney's already good looking, but because he has yes. that inherent charm within him, like it's undeniable. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. There are aspects of it. It's beautifully shot. It, is. it looks it's it's you know sumptuous to take in, but. I, <laughs> bored out of my freaking mind whereas fargo uh i owned for 15 years two different copies i've watched numerous times yeah. i'm a huge cohen fan yeah i love fargo man now of the cohen's i go back to others because that that one is one of yeah. the if not most uncomfortable of their films right uh i'm not the biggest I, fan of fargo I, I like the tv series more than the movie to be honest with you but i, I will agree with that the tv series is absolutely excellent it is. It is. And yeah, I can't wait for the next one because it's a brand new story, and somehow they're three for three. Yeah. Do you think? Like, do you think Jeffrey Rush should have won for Shine for that year? Who was up against him? Because he was uh, great in Shine. Yeah, he was good in Shine. Billy Bob Thorne for Sling Blade. Tom. Yeah, Cruise, he was never had a chance. Tom Cruise for Jerry Maguire. No. Woody Harrelson for The People versus Larry Flint. I think Jeffrey Rush did more, although he was great as Larry Flint. He was absolutely excellent as Larry Flint. Yeah, and then Ray Fiennes in the English Patient. I think that's the that's the fight. Ray Fiennes or Jeffrey Rush? Yeah, I would take Jeffrey Rush. I mean, personally, I just okay. that role was so difficult to do. And then I would take Woody Harrelson's over his as well. Wow, over Ray Fiennes. Ray Fiennes got to act in that full body makeup, man. Are you crazy? That's tough. That's fine. That's fine. Oh. He's just got to sit in a wheelchair and talk like this to hold. That's not that difficult. Ah, he made he made a what we do is a one dimensional slut of a smut peddler yeah. into a fully formed character that you can identify with, understand. Like that that is really impressive to do. Right. He's existed in all of our brains one way, and now suddenly he is utterly and completely different. I've always fought against Jeffrey uh, Jeffrey Rush winning the. Although he deserved it, yes, you could argue deserved, but he didn't play it the whole movie. Like you had a smaller. You had the kid version, then you had the teenage version, and the twenty-year-old version. Uh, yeah. yeah, okay. So that's my that's my thing. Whereas Ray Fay played both himself and then himself after he was burned up in the fire. So it's like both those things. I mean, it's a more Herculean effort, in my opinion. But you know, whatever. They went with the the sweetheart of a choice in Jeffrey Rush. Uh, but at least the film won Best Picture, so that's all that matters. And, uh, you win some, you lose some. You know. <laughs> Welcome to life. Welcome to life. Uh, Although I don't right, know. What you get next. Yeah, all right. Let's move on. I'm sorry, what, what, what do you got? What, I think you've got it, right? Six? Is that what your six is? No, that was, my, yeah, oh, that was mine. So then my number seven is Argo. That's a punt. Not by much, ooh, but it is a punt. Ooh, ooh, I'm surprised it's on your list. I like that. All right, then six is what you punted from what I punted from earlier, or what we punted from earlier with Dancing with the Wolves. Okay. 
Yeah. See, um, it, go ahead, please. No, no, no. Go ahead, man. I, I was just going to say that it's only a 10 because there are specific scenes within it that yeah. still have magic for me. Oh, okay. They, they do spark and you're like, damn it. If the movie could have been more of this to me, yeah, yeah. I think it would never have even like come close to sniffing this list. But it's when he joins the tribe and the slow integration process, yeah. and it just the movie is going one direction, and then it just hits a glacial pace going the other. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I enjoyed it. Uh, I thought it was you know deserving of getting the best picture. But in hindsight, yeah. it's Goodfellas all the way. It's not even close. Oh yeah, I mean yeah, a thousand percent. For whatever reason I have with the end of that movie or issue I have at the end of that movie, no way is Goodfellas not better than Dance with Wolves. That's it totally is. Um, and Dance with Wolves, I mean, like now it's such a simple story. It's such mm-hmm. it's told so easily, so simply. This idea of this dude into white dude integrating himself into this Native American um, tribe, and of course there has to be another white woman who is taken by this tribe. Yes. So he, that's the one he ends up hooking up with. Can't be no Native American woman. It's got to be the white woman. Can't be having no interracial relationship in this shit. Uh, and then you get um, you get his process of, you know, uh, what's the word I want to look for? Ingratiating himself with the tribe and doing yeah. all this kind of stuff. Trading, like, like letting the one guy keep his hat. Right. He found it's, his hat on the battlefield and stuff like that. It's so simple. It's so easy. It doesn't really carry the weight that it should. You don't really go in depth or, or explore the complexity of what's happening here as much as you would nowadays. And yeah. you know, I, I think the opening scene is great. I mean, him riding uh, amongst the, amongst the uh, cannons and the, the, the muskets oh, yeah. or, the, or the rifles rather like surrendering. To suicide. Yeah, surrendering himself. Cause he's gone crazy from having to be in this war mm-hmm. um, is incredible. And then from where it goes, unfortunately it just becomes like kind of a lifetime movie for the rest of the movie. Uh, and to feel good for me, uh, yeah, overall, you know. I, I mean, like the the scene you brought up with the hat, yeah, and the, that that to me was like, okay, I love this to see their their dynamic and growth, yeah, between the two of them and how he gains his respect, to understanding the culture and whatnot, and like the first time he does Tatanka and he can he can right. relate, and he's just been so isolated, like that I find fascinating within right. it, right? So it still can do that, whereas something like English Patient, it just Z's across my eyes. How dare you! From the mo opening scene straight through to the end, uh. So I agree yeah. with you. It deserves to be on this list. I think yeah. it should be lower. That's yeah, and, and yeah. Well, <laughs> well, I put it higher because it's more overrated, in my opinion, not lesser overrated. That's how I did. It. So it's, you know, it's way people still revere that movie and talk about that movie. It drives me insane how much they enjoy that movie. It's such a, a, I don't know, a pedantic approach to this situation, which could have been uh, way more uh, readily explored. Um, yeah, that's my uh, that's my six. All right, uh, we'll take a quick break. Yep. Go ahead, man. Word from our sponsor. We'll see you guys back here in just a second. All right, cool. There we go. (laughs) Thank you. Mm -hmm. We're just humming along here. All right, where are we at? Uh, My number five. Okay, what is your number five? Which is The Hurt Locker. (gughs) Wow. Wow. I saw it in the theater. I, I know thought, she got stones. Wow. Okay. Oh no, it's. I, I thought it was fine. Yeah. Like I thought it was good. I understand why this should be amongst potentially the discussion. Yeah. But having one, I was like, that's not a best picture, and we all fucking know it. Uh, I mean, it's up against in my eyes, District Nine or Up in the Air. 
Yeah, I think you go District 9 in that uh, conversation. Although up in the I, air, it's, it's a little too small, which is why I don't give it to but district, But, you know, I could see people making a case for it. Oh, District 9, at least, there's so many different layers to it. Yeah. And, you know, it's a discussion about this, but it's also an allegory for this situation, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Whereas if I'm going to go through the, I guess, travails of a bomb squad in the Middle East – I don't know. I've maybe I, at the time I felt like I had seen that movie very recently because there okay. was a bunch of of movies about you know the Gulf War and et cetera that had come out. Yeah. So it wasn't so huge and revelatory. It's it's it suffers to me from the same thing that Platoon does. Well, there's also Hamburger Hill and there's this and there's this and it's like I saw them all at the same time. Yeah. So they're all like the Vietnam movies to me. So the Hurt Locker wasn't so amazingly better than a bunch of the others like it's better than jarhead sure yeah uh, well I, yeah i guess yeah i guess yeah um i prefer three kings even though that's not the same dramatic oh yeah level. Three kings is great. Yeah. yeah but that to me is a better you know story about that that war mm-hmm. uh so hurt locker was always like it, this is fine but how is this so exceptional within this subgenre yeah and then it won. I remember watching it when they all got on stage and it was like, wow, what a weird year because I don't think anybody's going to look back at this at the time yeah. thinking that this was like a solid year for movies if this won, in my right. opinion. It's not is a it, shitty film. It's just not Pantheon level. I agree. I mean, it's not. It's not. And a lot of people don't like it. A lot of people who have served in the military don't like it. A lot of people who served in the military do like it. It just kind of like runs that gamut, you know? And um, I remember it being such a interesting film because it was talking about what happens this idea that we're seeing it even in the gulf war and the iraq war this of people coming back yeah ptsd yeah ptsd and then wanting to run back they have no idea how to function in the world and what have you and they need that adrenaline rush they need that adrenaline rush to stay alive you know Mm and um i but the thing is i don't it's not a movie i ever put on it's not a movie i ever have any interest in putting on and i guess that's why i don't i don't know anybody who really does. So maybe that's why I didn't make my list in terms of overrated. Cause I'm like, nobody, I know what I know is uh, rates it highly. So um, yeah. I think zero dark 30 is a way better movie than the hurt locker. If we're talking about Catherine Bigelow directed films about war, yeah, I think that's but I mean, a way better film. Yeah. Yeah. Not even close. Yeah. Um, which may come into factoring in uh, on a certain <laughs> movie that we punted from. That's true. That's true. Uh, uh, yeah, okay. So- so yeah, I don't know. I just when you look yeah. at it, and be like, wow, this this to me is a vastly superior film. And uh, yeah. I knew District Nine that year didn't have a shot, but it's one of those of, you know, Parasite actually had a shot. But if Parasite was the, in the same time frame as this, my guess yeah. is it had no shot type of right. thing. Right, right, right. right. Um, right. So District Nine was a South African film. So you know, we reward American films here type of thing unofficially. <laughs> yeah, the African. Yeah, maybe well, a British film, but if we're very selective sure. as to what we include. And uh, so anyway, that's a good point. Um, all right. Then my number five um, is uh, Driving Miss Daisy. That was the. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, uh, it's not higher because I like Morgan Freeman as an actor. And of course, Jessica Tandy is a sweetheart of an actor as well. I can't can't deny that. Just the yeah. film. is like so fucking outdated. So wrong and how it approaches. Uh, race relations and how it approaches racism in the South and how it's all this kumbaya stuff that you just are so tired of seeing in movies. And I hope we're done with it once and for all. Like I hope I never see another one of these lifetime feel good movies about racism because it doesn't exist. All right. It's a tough situation. It's a tough issue. 
it's tough conflict. Uh, and yes, people do change. People do convert, but it isn't because they just became friends with a black person. It's because there's more to it than that. And they have, they explore more. Oh. They confront. <laughs> That's how it happened in my life. <laughs> the movie, the, the magical black, older black character, older black guy. Yeah. It's hap- happened to me and it changed my life. I was out on the 17th green and this apparitional like individual came walking up in a nice Southern draw. It worked, oh, man. It worked. Film. Oh, that film, Bagger Vance, that piece. Legend of, of Bagger Vance. What a. Uh, what do they call it? The Magical Negro. <laughs> That's what yeah, he the said. Magical the Negro. Magical Negro. Mm-hmm. That's the theory. Oh, ridiculous. But, and, you know, this movie, same thing, right? Jessica Tanny is, you know, grumpy old racist, blah, 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 and uh, realizes, you know, slowly but surely she starts to defend the black dude, you know? And it's like, and I, Morgan delivers a very nice performance, certainly a very a sure. touching performance, a tender performance. He's an incredible actor. Why wouldn't he? Uh, and even sometimes the scenes you, when you watch them, you can actually be moved by them because of the work that's going on between the actors. But overall, the message is terrible. Overall, the story is ridiculous. And Dan Aykroyd is completely miscast. And you just watch this movie like, how the hell did this thing win, win Best Picture? You know, what else was going on? I think Do the Right Thing is the same year, isn't it? Uh, it could be. Um, I might have missed it, but I know my left foot and Field of Dreams are. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. The thing is, do you consider Field of Dreams an Oscar-winning type film? It's an excellent you can, movie. I can make a case for it over Driving Miss Daisy. That's for sure. Uh, I'm trying. There it is. Uh, Born on the Fourth of July. No. Cool. Dead Poet Society for me. No. Okay. So then, Field of Dreams in my left foot. I can make a case for uh, for uh, Dead Poet Society. Uh, okay, well, but have fun with that. <laughs> but I would slide into. I would slide uh, into the Field of Dreams category, yes. Man, it was that week of a year for what year was that movie? Exactly. So, I mean, look, that's why it's it, nine. Uh, it's like it's a weird it's a weird fucking year for me. Yeah. I oh like Field of Dreams, but. Henry V was that year. Henry V should have won fucking Best Picture. Holy shit. Do the Right Thing is that year, dude. Do the Right Thing wasn't even oh. nominated. Yeah, it's not. I've just got the nominated and winner yeah. in front of me. Yeah, I'm looking at all the nominees here. Spike Lee was nominated for Best Screenplay. Uh, but not Best Director. Brana was nominated for Best Director, but his film wasn't nominated for Best Picture. Fucking crazy. Just crazy. Yeah, there's yeah. there's three already that deserved it. I would put, yeah, I'd put Do the Right Thing. When Harry Met Sally is that year. I would put Do the Right, I would put When Harry okay. Met Sally, top of the list. Or maybe, no, I guess Do the Right Thing, top of the list. Then When Harry Met Sally, Field of Dreams, uh, Henry Five. Whew. Yeah, that's a that's I'm I'm getting yeah, angrier as I look at this list. Of the nominated, it's like I guess Field of Dreams. My Left Foot is a great movie, but I've seen it and I don't know if I'll go back and rewatch it, even though right, right. you know who isn't a huge Daniel Day Lewis fan. Right, exactly. Uh but I'll watch three or four of his others and be, you know, Phantom Thread, There Will Be Blood. It's like you, you yeah. can make a, a list of all kinds of other movies that just like, yeah, that's that's where I want. Lincoln, I'll take that. Would you end friendship with a guy who didn't like Daniel Day-Lewis? Would you be like, yeah, we can't be friends. Like, this guy is really important to my life. I mean, that seems it seems like your friendship was tenuous already. <laughs> so you were looking for an excuse. I mean, if you're willing to excise someone for your life because they don't like an actor, you either have too many friends or you don't have any and you just create excuses to get rid of those friends for shit like this. Uh, so I, I don't really care for Daniel Day-Lewis. That's that's fine. What that's did you fine. say? What did you say? Exactly. And she's like, you get the you get the fuck out of here right now. Get out of here. I'm pulling your, this car over. Take your terrible chase. Jesus Jesus Christ. Christ. I, 
I would happily go, really? Okay, well, I'm just going to Uber something, psycho. And uh, <laughs> we never hang out again. That's fine with me. If this is a deal breaker for our friendship over something as innocuous as this, I don't care for these specific movies, is what you're saying. Ah, well, you know, like they're soul shattered over it. If you're not Daniel Day Lewis's mom, I don't think you can rightfully. That's fair. That's actually do fair. That. Yeah. Maybe a spouse. I don't know. <laughs> It's just a small list. He's my actor, damn Uh, Yeah. All right. So where were we? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Driving Miss Daisy. Yeah. That was uh, your five? Oh, yeah. It's my five. Yes. Um, all right. So my four is Argo. Oh, okay. Let's talk about it. I think the only truly magical parts are the Goodman, Alan Arkin. And then outside of that, it's a by the numbers type of movie to me. I'm not blown away by it at yeah. all. Yeah. Uh, and then every time it flashes back to Hollywood and just seeing the two of them, it's like, there's the fun of the movie. And then yeah. we go back to this. They're stuck in the Canadian embassy. I don't really care. Uh, everybody's getting on each other's nerves. Like, yeah, yeah. of course they are. I, you know, I don't care. Ben's work. Uh, ben has a shirtless scene. Do you really need to see Ben Affleck yeah. doing push-ups in this hotel room? Ridiculous. Yeah. And that year it's up against zero dark yeah. Lincoln and Django unchained. Those are three vastly superior movies to me. Now, I understand your faults and others with Lincoln, so be yeah. it. Uh, it resonates with me on a, on a different plane, I guess. Oh. But they're all so vastly superior to Argo. It's not even close to me. Yeah. I don't recall the last time I wanted to ever watch Argo. So in the theater, I'm never going to see it again. Yeah, but Zero Dark Thirty I've owned as a Blu-ray and as a 4K. I watched I just, it two weeks ago. Yeah, it's such a good movie. Mm -hmm. Jessica Chastain delivers. I mean, she's still living off that movie. No offense to Jessica Chastain. She's done some I, other great. I like Molly's game. Oh, yeah, Molly's game is good. But like uh, that character is what you want to see. What she does in Zero Dark Thirty, you want to see that in every movie. You love yeah. her in that role. Yeah. Um, it's so good. And yeah, I, I, I was shocked when they said Argo. Just shocked. Because it is such a blatantly sorry. Well, it's such a blatantly manipulative film. Uh, yeah. to try to get you into a frame of mind about this uh, situation. And the fact that Ben Affleck cast himself in the role when he didn't really have to do that. It's a Latino role. Find yourself a Latino actor. And don't give me this crap. They couldn't fund the film without Ben Affleck. He's fucking directing it. So you can certainly fund it with Ben Affleck directing it. Just go get a, a Latino actor. I mean, I think Oscar Isaac would have killed that role if he'd been around or known yeah. at that time to do it. Uh, but uh, Which he might have been because I think Robin Hood – was around that time. So certainly Oscar Isaac was walking around Hollywood. But he you could need, have been part of if you have another, because it's by and large um, actors of no huge name. I mean, you got Goodman and Arkin, but they're in small roles. So you kind of yeah. need a name to carry that, to get it, the recognition it would need yeah. to get Oscars. But Oscar Isaac now. That, yes. Yeah. True, true, true. I mean, it's just 2012, right? So it yeah, made it what the, Budget was forty four point five. It's not cheap. That's not cheap. Forty four point five. But I'm sure Affleck took a discount because he's also directing and he's star. You know what I mean? Like this is his project. Yeah. His yeah. his you know. So tack on another eight million or something yeah. to the budget is what they would have needed to get somebody of some you know. I don't yeah. know who. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, at that level, but yeah, it's like when that one just staring. Once again, at the stage going, I can't believe of all the movies, like when they take off in Iran and they're 200 feet in the air and the yeah. pilot, bing, we're now, you know, you can take your seatbelts and essence off and everybody erupts into 
cheers as yeah. if they'd gotten away with the caper. Like you need to cross the border first because technically they can still scramble jets and force you to land whenever they want. Like, yeah. Yeah. I was already fed up with, you know, this, I knew that you could tell exactly what this movie was trying to be. Yeah. Uh, Oscar bait all the way. And then it gets to this triumphant sports like movie ending ish. And just like, uh, no, I'm not yeah. buying into this. Take me back to Hollywood. That was fun. Yeah, I agree with you. Every scene with Arkin and Goodman is an absolute joy to watch. Uh, everything outside of that is just like kind of a chore, even though there's some good actors, Scoop McNary in this thing, Carrie Bechet, who's, yeah. uh, of course, in uh, in uh, both of them, Halt and Catch Fire. Uh, the guy, uh, uh, Slater from Days of the Confused. Is yeah, the right. Rory Cochran. Yes. There you go. Yes, 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 also yes. in, uh, oh, shit, the Johnny Depp, yeah, um, Whitey Bulger, Black Mass. Thank you. It's so good, Black Mass, that guy. He is. He's a good actor, but he's always, oh, shit, there's Slater. Yeah. And he um, had to kill his girlfriend. Oh, man, that scene is terrible. And oh. that he had, he knows it's got to be done, too. Yeah. Oh, dude, that scene was just, like, rough, I, I, w- I wish that movie was better as a whole because his performance, and then I loved his interaction uh, with, you say the gentleman's name was Rory? Rory Cochran. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rory Cochran. Yeah. yeah, the two of them had a great dynamic. They just do. Like Bennett, Benedict Cumberbatch's accent is fucking strange. <laughs> so weird, man. It and weird. yeah, I don't know. Aspects of it don't, don't work as well. But then you see him as Whitey Bulge and you're like, Jesus, that looks like the devil. <laughs> it really does. It really man. does, man. It, it looks like, uh, you remember the uh, flat top from Dick Tracy? Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you if you didn't have man. the curly hair on the side, but his head, Whitey Bulger's head in this movie, in Johnny Depp, looks so kind of, I don't know, it's such a weird shape. More devilish. Rub it about, Tracy. Um, all right. So where are we at? Uh, that was my four, Argo. Okay. Uh, what do you got? Okay. So my four. I mean, I'm nervous about saying it because people are going to lose their fucking minds, but I got to put Annie Hall here at four. Okay. I, I, I was going to put the artist, but I'm like, nobody rates that movie, so it can't be overrated. Uh, but Annie Hall is my choice here, and I was going back and forth about it, but I think it's the right choice for me. I I don't think I ever want to see that movie again. I don't think it's that big of a deal anymore. Um, yeah. I think with all the stuff that's going on with him, even more so, then you yeah. see the traits that he has in all these movies, where he's like the nebbish guy, always seducing the intelligent woman or the young woman, and you're just like, ah. Some of the dialogue, yeah, it was cute back then, but now when you watch it, it's like, oh, look, I'm trying to make myself the center of the uh, the center of the world, the center of the attention. And you're watching it, and it's like, yeah, this is this doesn't work for me anymore. There are some funny moments, certainly that when he's a kid and he's remembering being a kid, be, being with the psychiatrist, his mom's there, and he's like okay. talking about how expanding the world, like how the universe is expanding. So what's the point of him doing his homework? Because we're all going to die someday. And his mom goes, "What business is that of yours? Do your homework, do your math. That's funny stuff." But, I mean, the rest of the movie doesn't work as, as strongly as it used to. Um, okay. And it's weird to watch. So I just, I don't know. Now, because I tried to watch it again the other day. I watched about an hour of it. Uh, and I was just like, man, I just don't like the way I feel watching this anymore. I just don't. And uh, it's a shame because I used to like Woody Allen a lot. So um, I just don't have the same vibe yeah. to it. So I think it's overrated. I think I don't think it holds up uh, anymore uh, like some of his other stuff. Uh, can hold up like crimes and misdemeanors holds up. Hannah and her sisters is really good. I'll even defend Purple Rose of Cairo, uh, okay. but I, I just can't do any Hall. I don't know about you, but it's just not my thing. Uh, I've never seen any really of Woody Allen's films. Oh wow! It's one of those things of it's always been 
something I'm missing. It's kind of because by the time I started watching movies to the caliber, you know, the, watching them all the time type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. He already had like a, a body of work. So it felt like, okay, once it's one of those, once I start one, then I'm just going to barrel through all of them. And I never started it and I don't really care. Okay. Fair. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. Uh, okay. And then, but you know, and also at the same time, the, the, the relationship with his now wife. Yeah. Like when I'm starting to watch movies, that was all coming out. So I was de-incentivized to kind of get into his movies. Totally, man. Totally. Um, so I've never, I've seen bits and pieces like Purple Rose Cairo when it comes out of the screen. Yeah. And I've seen, you know, I've seen bits and like a little clip here and like, oh, here's a little funny scene. And then uh, uh, the one where he's overthrowing the banana dictatorship. Yeah, yeah. Ban- bananas. 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 Yeah. Uh, or a banana republic, rather. Yeah. Um, I've I've seen bits and pieces, but yeah, I've never sat down to watch. Now, my question to you is: so I, yeah. uh, I've got it in front of me. Okay. Nominated that year. Okay. The Goodbye Girl. Okay. Julia. Okay. Star Wars. Okay. The Turning Point. Yeah, that's not a good year for movies. No offense to anybody who still reveres yeah. those movies. Star Wars. Except is, for Star Wars. That's yeah, the choice. It's the choice. Yeah. Uh, what What year is that again? That is 1977. Yeah, 50th anniversary. Wow. Yeah. And that was the year in movie. The year after you've got some killers. The year after that, you've got some killers. The year before that is a bloodbath. Oh, yeah. Uh, Well, you got Rocky, All the President's Men, Network, plus Taxi Driver, and Bound for Glory. Just like, Jesus Christ, there's... There's so many good ones that year. Here's the deal. Annie Hall wins Best Picture that year. Here, here's some films that were not nominated for Best Picture. Uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, same year, yeah. not nominated Best Picture. Um, Saturday Night Fever, goddamn good movie, not nominated okay. for Best Picture. I don't know if it deserved to be nominated for the Come Best on, Picture. Guy. Come on, guy. Come on, guy. Um, oh, God. Come on. Oh, God's a funny movie. Yeah, but... Best picture winner? I feel like you're being mean to these pictures, man. Come on. I think it's just a really weak year for movies. It's Dragon? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure. Sure. Is it is Pete's Dragon better than Pippi Longstocking? Yes. Of the <laughs> Disney live action canon that came out roughly around that time? Yes. It's not even close to me. Is Pete's Dragon a good movie? Not really. Not really. <laughs> the Spy no. Who Loved Me? Help. Yeah, it's a weak year. Oh, man. The deep, the deeps this year. I'm still taking Star Wars, and it's not like. Yeah, I take Star Wars. Yeah. And Star Wars is good, but, you know, best picture, it doesn't fit the na- normal narrative or normal definition. Uh, there's nothing Smoking. wrong with that, but it just, I don't know, doesn't seem like a best picture winner to me. I mean, Smokey and the Bandit wasn't nominated. <laughs> <laughs> Slapshot. Come on, Matt. Slapshot, you got to give it up for Slapshot. Sla- Slapshot, to me, obviously better than Annie Hall, but it's better than everything but Star Wars that was nominated. Yeah, Star Wars is uh, certainly number one, but uh, you can argue Slapshot, number two. Boy, this is a tough year for movies, man. No lie. Wow. Uh, yeah. the good, I remember The Goodbye Girl. Yeah, man. The Gauntlet. That's the uh, What's-His-Face's film. Uh, yeah, this is a tough year, buddy. Yeah. It's a tough year. A bridge too far. It's a war film. All right. All right. Let's move it on before we get lost in this shit. Um, So that was your four? Yeah, my four. Sorry. Yes, go ahead. So 
my three is going to get uh, condemnation from you, uh, which is Shakespeare in love. Oh, you're an idiot. You're a goddamn idiot. Look, you know what? We can't be friends. <laughs> when you're, oh, that's it? You're pulling the car over? It was tenuous at best, and now it's over. Son of a bitch. You had to Son put it in that aisle purpose. You were looking for a reaction, and you got one. So congratulations. No, because it pissed me off that year. And that's a rarity. But when you're watching it going, I can't believe that movie won over this one, which is seminal. This is a seminal war movie just for the D-Day rollout alone. God. It is. So every... Every person that went through it that saw that, it said that is the closest approximation that I've ever seen. I didn't think anyone would even get that close. And then I've seen previous uh, uh, interviews on like YouTube and stuff of other uh, soldiers talking about that and then trying to figure out what the reality of the situation was. Night and like, wow, so this is, you know, just breaking down what this would have felt like to someone. Uh, and then you have Shakespeare in love. Yeah. 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 Which is fine. It's fine. It's That's the best movie. I can say about it. You're insane. It, it, and she wins for best actress, and I think that is ridiculous. That I agree with. That I agree with. It should have been uh, Kate Blanchett. I don't disagree with you there. And That's a Weinstein situation, which maybe someday we'll find out about, in my opinion. Was that Blanchett for Elizabeth? Yeah. Yeah. She should have totally won for Elizabeth. Dude, no I question. watched that. I didn't enjoy it. Did you enjoy her, though? The movie itself is not that good. She's no. good. She's good, but it was hard for me to connect because I couldn't connect. And this is something that I love. This is everything right up my alley. Historic, like bringing back history to life as best you can, the closest approximation. I'm all in. So I was already, I was excited to watch this because I remember way back when we did historical figures with Rachel and you both gushed about this movie. And I was like, ah, it's one of those, it's a blind spot. I know I need to see it. So I eventually watched it and I was like, man, I, I wanted to love it. And I walked, you know, I, once it ended, I streamed it. I was like, that was. This wasn't your jam. I, I just wanted some anything else than what I saw. She was good, but it, I was so disconnected from the movie as a whole. Do you think Paltrow did better? No. But that's not saying much in the context of what, what Blanchett had to do was harder to me. Yes. So even pulling it off in an unsuccessful movie is better than a movie that succeeds when I don't care yeah. type of thing. Uh, but yeah, it's three. When you have Saving Private Ryan, to me, it's just so egregious. I literally got upset watching it that year. Of like, listen, we all like movies. It's why we tune into this shit. It's why you make them. It's why you've captured the imagination of generations of people. And I'll be damned if we can all agree that that was the best movie this year. And you guys are fucking out of your minds. And I was upset. And really? I pulled, I pulled the car over on fans of that movie and told wow. them to get the fuck out. Strong statements, man. Strong statements. I love that movie. Watched it again maybe a few weeks ago. Uh, still moves me from uh, from uh, beginning to end, man. Just does so much. Uh, you know, I'm a Shakespeare guy, uh, and I was, uh, you know, having a, a relationship at the time with someone uh, who I was seeing, uh, and uh, it just kind of clicked for both of us, man. Always clicked. We went to see it one night. It was just magical, dude. So the nostalgia of that movie will never lose its uh, effect on me. So that's why I enjoy the movie. And I think it's really well written. I think it's funny. Uh, and if you're into that stuff, but the, like I said, I'm just a, like, I'm a Shakespeare person. Like I even like the Brano film that just came out. All is true where he plays William Shakespeare. It's a mm-hmm. damn good, small little movie. I really enjoyed that. So you have to go really far to fuck up a Shakespeare thing for me. And I, okay. I just enjoy the film. 
uh, top to bottom. And, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of saving Private Ryan. Uh, but, you know, my, I think my opinion on that is changing, to be honest with you, as I get older and kind of embrace more of what's going on in that movie. Um, I, I find that I enjoy it more. But in the end, you're like, yeah. you're like the Grinch. Are we watching your heart grow? Just <laughs> right before very hot. Look at that. He can resonate with the, the selfless act that these men are trying to do and why Tom selfless. Hanks understands the importance of this. And he has to relay that to them and, and understand that the sacrifice in this instance is justifiable. And then the transition of tell me that I'm a good man. One tear. The first time I saw it, single tear. Oh, Fuck you, Spielberg, is I what I said to it. myself. It's a little cheesy to me. It's a little cheesy to me. Oh, they, they never so good. It's for me. It never does. When they transition and he's the old man, I'm like, uh, okay. And he's just trembling before his wife and she has no, she didn't live this. So she can't, so she just wants to calm him down. Like, where did this come from? What is this about? But you can't express that type of emotion. You can't give a backstory and, and she'll never understand. So you just have to be like, please just tell me. Fuck, man. So good. Yeah, but then he's the guy, he ends up being the guy who walks out of his house with the machine gun, you know, to, to aim at the protesters. That's the problem. He ends up being that guy instead of. How <laughs> dare you? That dude is his picture and his wife. They both look crazy in the eyes. <laughs> they do, right? I like her holding it, like watching some seventies show. <laughs> I know, but it also they could look perfectly normal in other pictures, and we just aren't getting tweeted those type of thing. Well, there's a apparently the St. Louis Magazine STL Mag did a uh, profile on them renovating their house to make it look like old school, and uh, it's a. Uh, is an interesting read to say the least. And look, to be fair about that story, they did walk through a gated community and they were walking uh, on those, you know, and gated community is just established because some people decided to put up a wall between one piece of the sidewalk and another piece of the sidewalk. And you're supposed to adhere to that social contract that I, if I walk on here, I'm walking on private property, you know? So, but people were like posting, uh, you know, videos yeah. that uh, showed them walking, through, but they didn't do anything. They're just marching through the neighborhood. That's it. It's no big deal. Yeah. They were running up houses and set shit on fire that's the thing that's ridiculous to me so yeah but yeah you know maybe a home maybe ryan ends up uh you know kind of becoming one of those one of those people you never know dude i'm just saying I, I'm put it out i know and they they had all the right in the world to do that they could defend their property if they of feel course. that they're under attack it just it's the pointing the gun that's where if you were just standing there showing the force like that's menacing and i understand your point and people may yeah. you know take offense with that understandable but at the same time they're exercising their rights just when you're waving your gun around from the pictures I saw, like you can tell oh, so yeah. it's not like it's professionally no, being held. Sure kind of, uh, yeah. So I don't know. It's a weird story, but I also have only skimmed the surface of it and seen some pictures, mm. read some tweets, clicked on an article and began to read it and then moved on. Cause it's just, it's emblematic of a lot of stories that it, there's too many to know. That's the one downside of seeing all of it. It makes you numb to at least me to a lot of it. I mean, my girlfriend won't watch any of this shit now because she's just so numb to it. She's like, it's, there's nothing new here. I've seen a, a different versions five million times. There's nothing new here. So, yeah. yeah. The, like uh, the golf cart thing. Yeah. But contextually, we don't know, like, what if, and I'm not advocating for the guy because, you know, it's fucking gross. But what if like 10 people before was mocking him, like going, what, what, what? and so he just did it back at them, but we only caught the camera 15 seconds later when it's recording. He's like, oh, oh yeah, what, what? like back at him just to be an ass to the asshole. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. But if he just said it unprovoked, he'd be like, wow, that's ballsy. Good, you know, good for you for uh, just not giving a fuck at the end of your life. 
that's true. It's true. Yeah. So it's like, whatever, I'll be dead in 10 years. So fuck you. And you're like, all right, man. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. It, but it, I was numb to it. I was like, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Cause I'm going to see another video of something else. Yeah. Something else going to take your mind off of this. Thing. Yeah. yeah it's true. And then you it's know, just like, Oh, here's this thing. Yeah. It's like, fuck man. I know you can just start doing Mad Libs at, at some point, just putting up, oh, they, you know, threw X at, you know, in, uh, this this group Y and f- come up with all kinds of offensive things. And if this plays out long enough, you're like, well, there's a good chance we'd be playing race card bingo. Yeah. Just like, I spelled it. Let's go. What's my prize? Oh, look at that. Flaming democracy. Fantastic. <laughs> Perfect. Love yep. it. Exactly. Anarchy, awesome. All right. Hey. No matter who wins, we all lose. It's finally come true. Alien versus Predator. Dun, dun. <laughs> um all right. Uh where are we at? My three? I I don't know. I, I think we're at the, the boiling down of society right now. Is where I think we're at. <laughs> so we could be at your number three, yes. Go ahead. Uh, Green Book, which is your pun from earlier. Um, okay. Oh man, I can't hate a movie more, I don't think. For some I mean, I guess there's two more. I can hate two more, but like this one just there's this one had no business winning best picture. Absolutely zero business winning best picture. It is so I mean, if you think Driving Miss Daisy is a lifetime movie about racism, we have progressed 30 years since that movie and still we're pulling, uh, uh, pumping out this drivel that was this movie. Oh, my God, this. You know, oh, of course, the magical Negro once again helps him write love letters to his wife. It's just like it's so fucking stupid and ridiculous. And the whole idea that, it, you know, yeah. it's the white dude teaching him how to eat fr- fried chicken. You're just like, what the what is happening here? And the fact that the script was written by the dude's son, the white dude's son, um, and that the uh, the uh, oh, yeah. the, the American gentleman had just disavowed it. Yeah, it's about the movie completely said it was all complete horseshit. Wasn't true at all that most of those events never even happened um, and that he was very revered uh, wherever he went. He didn't get into too much of those situations and that uh, what's his face was a full on racist. And so it's like that this this is just a watered down bullshit family history. Some dude wrote to feel good about his father and okay. by some damn miracle. Uh, it, it won best picture and it has no business winning best picture. It's such a ridiculous film, man. Trying to see because I think it's I think it's the same year as uh well you got Black Landsman yeah okay uh, Black Panther Bohemian Rhapsody the favorite Roma A Star Is Born and Vice wow now there are only two that I think had a shot but really well Roma I think was the odds-on favorite that year okay uh, outside see. of Green Book. Oh, okay, you're right. Oh, hold on, let me see. What what is that? 2017, 2019. What is what is it's Oh yeah, 2018. Okay. 2018. Sorry. Yeah, the favorite is a better film than Green yeah, Book. Yeah, I like the favorite more than Green Book. I, I Black Klansman, I like better. Yeah, I'll take Black Klansman. I'll even take Black Panther to a degree. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's Oscar worthy. I, I didn't like Vice. Man, I really I was so surprised, Matt, how much I didn't like I'm, Vice. I, I I like it and don't. There are very specific moments that. When he does the cutaways, work so successfully in the big short. Here, yep. I think it pulls you out of the story. They're trying, like the, yeah, the point where there's like, and it, they do that scroll and be like, and you know what? Dick Cheney changed all his ways and lived happily ever after. And they're walking up that hill with the dog, and it's like this, you know, 
this perfect family moment and be like, of course he didn't. And it's like, oh, we knew he didn't. <laughs> Big short, it's revelatory every time you do it. This one, it's just like, we, Dick Cheney's still alive. We lived through this. This isn't, uh, yeah. I even enjoyed Can You Ever Forgive Me more than I enjoyed Green Book. Yeah, I like that. But um, Melissa McCarthy and... Star is Born, I think, Green Book is a more successful movie in that Star is Born, I'm like, why Why is this character doing this? Right, I, have right. that, I have that moment two or three times within it, whereas Green Book, that never really happens. Yeah. And Bohemian Rhapsody, I don't think should be nominated. It's not even close to sniffing this for me. I agree. They had no business being nominated. Did you see If Beale Street Could Talk? I never saw that. Maybe that no. one should have been nominated. I never I saw that. it was that. good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just looking at this list of things, and absolutely. So to me, I mean, overall, I just had no business being nominated, let alone winning. I was shocked when it won. I was mad when it won. And, you know, we do that FY, they did that FYC show over at Collider. It's all three white critics, and all three of the white critics were celebrating the Green Book one. I was like, what? Do, do you understand the message you're sending by jumping up and down and being all celebratory about a bullshit movie about racism that is so kumbaya? That never really that doesn't actually deal with the reality of the situation at all. It's all about making yourself feel good, and it's I hate that kind of band aid crap in a movie. Man, we're past that. Not that it, in the 50s, 60s, 70s, sure we're still figuring out what this is. In 2018, 19, whatever, it's ridiculous. It's it's completely um, uh, ignorant in my opinion. And so I. I, I when they were jumping up and down, I was like, you guys are crazy. You guys are fools for liking this movie like this. You have no idea what, what message you're sending, you know? I, I think that's just a a function of uh, more often than not, everybody always celebrates the winner after they won and maybe get into the critical analysis later on. No, but all three of them are pretty happy that it won and, and maintained. Okay. It, so. I didn't see it. I don't know. I, I'm just playing devil's advocate in there because the job is, you know, you want to celebrate because it's the post celebration, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. yeah. To me, it is on the outside. I've never, having never done it, that's all I would assume. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, all right. Where are we at? Oh, uh, yeah. So, anyway, yeah, that's the, uh, what's your two? Uh, my two is Crash. That's my one. So, all okay. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk about um, it. You know, it's just manipulative. Yeah. It It gets to its emotional beats. By uh, there's such obvious like huge right hands or uppercuts or whatever you know it's coming and she's yeah. like oh uh, it you know Matt Dillon say he was racist before and saves Tandy Newton from a burning car of course he does and the little girl doesn't get shot but ends up being blanks because of the one just like this convoluted series of events for all yeah. these individuals uh. Overall, just it, the year at one, as soon as it won, I think we all collectively went, like, I can't believe that won. Yeah. Uh, but it's a weird year, though. Yeah. Um, you know, the two that I wrote down next to it were Good, Light, good, uh, good Luck and Good Night and uh, Munich. Oh, yeah, Munich. Yeah, yeah. But I think Munich's a little bit flawed. So Good Night and Good Luck would be my choice for that one. But yeah. you also have Brokeback Mountain, which people... Uh, wanted or Capote. So okay, all right. I'm sure a lot of people would choose Brokeback. Um, yes, a lot of people would choose uh, Brokeback. I would choose it over Munich, that's for sure. And even though I like Munich, okay. the sex scene at the end, I just I'm like, what is happening? Yeah, uh, Munich. I I know I've already seen more times than I've seen Brokeback. Bro, I would take Walk the Line over Crash. Sure. 
mile. Yeah, that but was, he suffered from uh, Jamie Foxx winning the year before. Yeah, I think so too. Kind of like I feel Rocket Man suffered for Bohemian Rhapsody yep. being 100%. so well. When I think Rocket Man is a much more successful movie overall. Dude, Cinderella Man's that year. How was Cinderella Man not nominated for Best Picture? Give me a fucking break, man. That's yeah. bad. They had to re-release that to get even get people to pay attention to it that year, which is crazy. I mean, Russell Crowe movies had already won. They won back-to-back Oscars with Gladiator and A Beautiful Mind. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, okay, this is ridiculous. First of all, this year the the nominees for these pick best pictures were ridiculous. look the Constant Gardeners this year. Um, yeah, that's as I a said, much better movie to me. As, yeah, exactly. As I said, Cinderella Man's this year. A History of Violence. Some people really like A History of Violence. It's not my thing. I like but it, I yeah, I like it better than Crash. There you go. And Syriana's this year. I love Syriana. That's a goddamn good movie. I'd have put Syriana there as well. <sighs> was that Clooney's first directorial? Oh, that was Stephen again. Stephen again. Yeah, because he did Good Night, Good Luck, which is nominated. A, yeah, yeah. Maybe it was just Clooney canceled himself out on that one. <laughs> maybe, man. Maybe. But either way, I mean, there's way better films. Even Capote doesn't hold up when you watch it now. Brokeback definitely still holds up. I watched that again about a year ago. And I think Good Night and Good Luck holds up as well. Uh, but if this is a, yeah. if this was a 10-year, I think those other films are in the mix. And we already have like five that we yeah. take over Crash. Exactly. It was a, I just couldn't believe it. It's just so many. Like they, when Grid Book won, that was leading up to it because the year was like the, of the nominated movies. It was all yeah. so very specific. Green Book was the most general type yeah. of so I knew that was going to win. Like once, once uh, it was in the mix, and we're like I'm pretty sure, because the favorite is very specific. Black Klansman is very specific. Black Panther has no real shot, but it's nice that it was nominated. Like all these others are. Roma is the one that I thought like that seemed so Oscar baity. Yeah, it did. Uh, it did. Look, it's a good film, but it's not. I didn't think it was the best picture in my opinion. Best cinematography, sure. Best like Roma, absolutely, but not best picture, huh? Yeah, I, Roma. Yeah, Roma. Yeah. yeah. The story, I didn't I didn't grow up with it, so it was tougher to fully kind of immerse myself in it. Um, yeah. It was interesting, yeah. and it was, sure. you know, it was sure. different. I like that about it. Um, yeah. And it legitimizes streaming platforms as you can put out good movies on it. Yeah. Uh, although now Netflix owns, what, Grauman's? Yeah, so I think can, so. Yeah. They can make sure that they don't they don't have to pay somebody else to release their film in LA anymore, so they can do it here. And I'm sure they'll buy one in New York, and then they're good to go. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So that's my two. What's your two? Uh, my two is um, Gone with the Wind. Okay, all right. Yeah, what else man. was that year? <sighs> Hold on, what I'm looking at. 1940 or 1941? 1939, actually, I think is 1939. Um. Okay, you've got Dark Victory, Goodbye, Mr. Chips. Yes. Love Affair. Oh, there's the answer right there. Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Mr. Mr. Smith. Uh, Ninochka, Ninochka of okay, Mice yeah. and Men, Stagecoach, The Wizard of Oz, Weathering Heights. Yep. Stagecoach is a remake of the 1927 one, I think, that won okay. Best Picture as well, that John Ford directed. But no, Mr. Smith goes to Washington is the answer. That that film should have won Best Picture. Capra should have won Best Director. Uh, Jimmy uh, James Stewart should have won Best uh, Actor. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, that film is uh, who the only films from the, the like people still talk about Wizard of Oz, 
and Mr. Smith goes to Washington. And the only reason people still talk about not gone with the win is because it was the uh, best, uh, made the most money ever or whatever, uh, adjusted for inflation. Um, yes. But that film is a terrible watch, man. It is rough, so boring, uh, glorifies the South, as the controversy said uh, this uh, past couple of weeks. Um, and, uh, you know, I got a problem with them putting up a disclaimer. I, I don't think you should ever ban that movie, but certainly putting up a disclaimer no. to explain that movie is absolutely correct and not censorship. So I'm cool with that. But it is so it's such a melodrama, man. It's a it's a soap opera for three hours of a film. And she's like just going through dudes left and right. And then by the end, the love of her life leaves her. She cries on the stairs for like 10 seconds, then stands up and goes, tomorrow is another day. Tara will be here. I was like, oh, get out. Just get out already. I, it's yeah. Gable is great I, in the film. I think Gable is great in the film, but nobody else. Nobody else. It, it didn't merit my consideration. So the point you brought up earlier of like, you know, you don't know anybody that watches that movie and you don't either. So it didn't even merit, you know, discussion within your head. Totally fair. To me, the opposite is the effect on Gone with the Wind, because it made the side list, but I was like, it's Gone with the Wind. Even if you find certain aspects of it troubling, like it was one of the biggest hits of all time. And it yeah. also culturally meant something during the Great Depression that the people made a point of pride to go out and see this so they could all kind of share in this collectively type of thing. I don't know. It just means so much that Wizard of Oz would be my choice because of its lasting effect through generation after generation. I can uh, see that. I can absolutely but, see that. You're, yeah. Yeah. Hell of a choice. Uh, I'll give you that. <laughs> All right. What's your one? Uh, my one is American Beauty. Oh, wow. All the way at the top. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait for this. Go ahead. Go Dude, ahead. it's terrible. It is utterly, <laughs> completely, and wholeheartedly terrible. No. I don't, I hate every single person that the camera decides to set its focus on. Uh, every, they're all. Who am I supposed to identify with in all of this? Because they're yeah. all terrible people. And the, I mean, I think Family Guy lampooning the bag thing. Oh, my God. That it was got brilliant. up in heaven. It was like, have you seen the circulatory system? Like, I was so frustrated watching this, <laughs> this stupid philosophical argument that the, the high school dipshit is trying to put out in the world. But this was written by an adult. Yep. You know, so it's supposed to be heady, but it's just as dumb as some philosophical debate that a high school, you know, kid puts out. Um, it's I hate I hate everything about this movie. Yeah. I find it yeah. utterly pretentious. I've had somebody, you know, uh, I think tweet at me being like, "Well, you got to be more specific than you just think it's pretentious. That's lazy criticism." You're like, okay, not to me, it's not. Yeah. Uh, but that's you know, if you love that movie, congratulations. Uh, I think it's. It is one of the most, it is the most flagrant for me, best picture winner. Just no, no. Is Spacey good in it? Sure. Is Cooper good in it? Sure. Is Annette Benning good in it? Sure. Do, but do I like, enjoy watching the movie? No. Do I like any of the characters? No. Do I like the, the fucking arc of the thing overall? No, nothing across the board. I fucking hate that movie. All right. And we already did your number one. So there's, there's my rant corner over and that's the show, baby. <laughs> no, I respect what you say, man. I'm not the biggest. Fan. I'm not the biggest fan of America. I like Spacey in the movie, um, uh, but when you watch it now, obviously it's really a comp- it's uh, what do they call that? Uh, it's troubling. It's uh, um, I don't know. Oh, it's, it's what, not him being a pederast. I mean, he's a, he's essentially a pederast, and you're supposed to feel like innocent about it, but it 
really isn't. Uh, it's uh, troubling. So you, when you're watching, you're just like, this is uh, not good. Not good at all. So, um, And he's and the, the most likable character. Right, right, right. You know, and clearly both of them in a loveless marriage doing what they could do to survive in that loveless marriage. And of course, the, the paper bag, but the two's like, hey, I'm Wes Bentley and I talk like this in this movie. You know, yeah. and Wes Bentley's a damn good actor just in this movie. You're just like, ugh, and the Thor Birch W, watching it all play out. Yeah. And you're just, this is not that good of a movie, you know, but it's well directed and it won the best picture, but it's just it's not that good of a movie. So well, I, is that Mendez? That's Mendez, his first one. And, and it's so strange to me because he's gone on to make tons of, of you know numerous movies that I think are great. Oh yeah, uh, but this one is just like man, uh, this just god awful. Yeah, yeah. I don't. All right. Now typing with one hand as I hold a mic is going to be interesting, <laughs> but should be possible. Move that back. Yeah, I mean he did Skyfall. That might be his best film ever. Yeah, I, what nineteen seventeen. Yeah, oh yeah, nineteen seventeen. I forgot about nineteen seventeen. Yeah, maybe that's his best film ever. Jesus, that's a good quote. Oh, Jesus. Exactly. He's going on to make things that, that we both flat out love, and to get this kind of reaction. It's true. Oh, I like the way it. we go. He did Jarhead as well. Road to Perdition. Yeah, Road to Perdition. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, right, so does Crash go. make number one then? Uh, I guess because it's what one two. Yeah. Um, let's see. Argo, you have where? Seven. And what about American Beauty? Eight. Eight? Yeah. Well, that's one eight for American Beauty or four seven for Argo. I would say one eight. Mm. Yeah, that's fine with me. And then Argo? Yep. Okay. Um, Did you have Green Book on your list or no? Yeah, I've got it at eight. Where do you have it? Three. Okay, Green Book. Okay. Um, and then I still have my Daisy. Yeah. And Dances with Wolves. You still have your what? Uh, no, never mind. Go ahead. I, I still have my two. Gone with the Wind. So wherever that first slot opens up. Um. <laughs> let's see. Uh, Driving Miss Daisy. You had where? Uh, five. So it's five, nine, and then dances. You had it six? Six. So I went six, ten. Uh, so what do you want to do? Do you want to do your number two or the drive Miss Daisy at five, nine, and, or dances at six, ten? I feel like five, nine is better than six, ten, right? But yeah, I agree with that. And uh, you're two again, I'm sorry. Blanking. Gone with the wind. Gone with the wind. Okay. Uh, we have three spots left. Oh, okay. We have nothing else in common, right? I don't think so. Titanic or Platoon. Argo's a Dance with the Wolves is already up there. Yep. Green Book is already up there. Yeah, yeah. So I think my first eight are already on the list. Crash, Gone with the Wind, Green Book, Annie Hall. Oh, Annie Hall, my number four. Okay, so my three beat you there, which is Shakespeare and Love. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's on purpose. Just making a point. 
And then I have my five. Can you beat a five? Uh, yeah, my Annie Hall at four. Yeah, Annie Hall is number nine. Oh, okay. Then your five is, yeah, your five. Because I don't know. my five, so. There we go. The Hurt Locker from Done and Done. All right, it's on there. Let's do it. The top 10 overrated best picture movies, yeah. At number 10. The Hurt Locker. At number nine. Annie Hall. At number eight. Shakespeare in Love. At number seven. Gone with the Wind. At number six. Dances with Wolves. At number five. Driving Miss Daisy. At number four. Green Book. At number three. Argo. At number two. American Beauty. And, oh. And our number one overrated best picture movie is... Crash. So Um, much film there's only one good mo- moment in that film and that's when uh michael Payne screams holding his daughter thinking she's been shot it's a fucking awesome moment um but other than that it's just so cheap i mean sandra bullock people were giving her so much kudos for that film and i was like are you kidding me right now yeah no um all right so i've got sam's list oh yeah see what sam says and uh he says hey guys before i get to my list i just wanted to say thank you for the gen- uh, great content you guys have put out the past few years but specifically all the podcasts you've done over the past few months I've been cooped up in NYC since mid-March because of the pandemic, working from home and barely ever, uh, or barely even rather, leaving my apartment the entire time. Uh, It may only be just a couple hours each week, but your podcast has truly made these strange times a little easier. So again, thank you. Now for my list, uh, there's some great movies that won on my list, but I think, ju- but I just think the other nominees or other numbers, movies released that year are much better or more re- rewatchable, and some I believe have aged poorly, particularly through a 2020 lens. Yeah. And on the flip side, a couple movies, number ten and six, I am not a big fan of, but there wasn't a strong enough nominee that I uh, revisit to to move it higher on my list. So at ten, he's got uh, Green Book. Mm-hmm. Nine, Titanic. Okay. Eight, The King's Speech. Oh, wow. Uh, wow. Yeah, me too. I think that year you, that year you could choose five yeah. movies, and I think they were all deserving. True. Uh, seven is Rocky. What? Yeah. Look, I'm not a fan of Rocky, and I still think that year is so impossible that it's fine that it won. Yeah. Uh, six is Crash. Okay. Five is American Beauty. Four, Forrest Gump. Um, that made my honorables three is Shakespeare in love. This guy gets it. <laughs> Two is dancing with wolves. And yeah. number one is driving miss Daisy. Oh, yeah. See, that's wrong. And, there it is. And then he's got a number of honorables, but that was on his official list. Wow. Strong so statements, strong, strong statements. But, Sam, thank you for, uh, you know, uh, sending in your list and participating and being, a Boss Hog member. Uh, our thanks to everybody that supports us at patreon.com forward slash the top 10 with the number 10. And to those that are part of the new show, you should have gotten an email by the time you hear this. So go check your email. We have uh, reached out to you and uh, we're going to start figuring out the times that we can uh, tape these and start getting them out to the people. But when it went down, see who could be a uh, potential guest on the show coming up after we play our little game show beforehand. <laughs> uh, and 
Thanks to everybody that helps us put this show together. Uh, Chris Alexakos and uh, Joe Abara, Mike Shea, Kristen Smith, Matthew Hasso. And you can follow me anywhere at Matt Nost. That is it for me this week. Yeah, thank you all so much for uh, you know supporting the show, being a part of the show. Thank you, Sam, for sending in your list, and uh, uh, thank you for the compliments, uh, saying that we've entertained you. And uh, I know we've heard from a number of people we've entertained uh, over this uh, tough uh, last few months, and uh, we can't thank you enough for still being fans of the show, supporting the show, coming aboard the show, and for those of you looking forward to the new show, we're gonna have some fun. Uh, we're gonna have some fun times with that one. That's for damn sure. Uh, and so we're all looking forward to to that. So you can follow me at the Roca says on Twitter and on Instagram, please. Uh, also subscribe to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash John Rokases. And of course, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Maybe you didn't know that. Maybe listen to the podcast. Uh, you can go and find us on YouTube. You can subscribe to that channel as well and vice versa. If you've just watched this on YouTube, you don't know we're in podcast form, go and find us the top 10 there uh, and wherever you download your podcast and enjoy us there. Uh, all right. For Matt Nost, I am John Roca. And that's it for this week's The Top 10. Oh,